Hello, hi, and welcome again to the Terminal Podcast, where in the end, it's all about the numbers. This is a show about baseball when in season, but it's not always baseball season. I am your host, and we are broadcasting high above Civic Station in downtown Atlanta. And tonight, two THS grads talk about the most baseball thing imaginable, the recent Hall of Fame inductions. I've been told he graduated from Teaneck High School with great acclaim and merit according to Isn't It Funny How Time Flies, the 65th volume of The Highway, all of that to introduce Chris de Blasio. Chris, how it, you doing? It, it says in the yearbook I graduated with some merit. It has you in the yearbook and you are pictured. So they don't usually picture people without merit. You know, they'll well, picture the school dunks. I wasn't up for the plaque award like some people. Well, neither was I, so. Yes, you were. <laughs> well, that in some places, in some cases, but well, we it is. Didn't someone mistakenly is, thought you were up for the black award? Isn't there I, like a story? That was the joke. That was a joke for a little bit. <laughs> I I remember that being something funny, but I, if if I won, maybe I would have gotten into. Well, no, I saw I probably still went to the same place I went to, so it didn't make a difference. <laughs> All right, Whitey, you went to a good enough school, okay? I went to I went to a nice PWI. You know, it's it's fine. <laughs> PWI, I've never heard yes. it called that. That is really? brilliant. Oh, oh yeah, no, that's that's. Oh, uh, I've not heard that. That term is now part of my everyday vernacular. <laughs> well, the vernacular of this show is baseball, and two weeks. Two weeks before pitchers and catchers. It it seems like it was just yesterday. It wasn't. Um, I don't know if you saw the breaking news for baseball. That the the Mets signed Jake Diekman? No. Apparently the Orioles got freaking Corbin Burns. Oh. Wow. That's, yeah, that's. That's not good for your division. I don't. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, and they just and the Orioles got sold to a couple of billionaires yesterday. I was going to say, and they'll be able to keep those kids that are there. Jesus. <laughs> well, if 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 all I was going to see who's a Austin. He's just the funny named one with the A. Yeah, Adelaide Rutschman. There you go. If he stays a Baltimore Oriole and continues on his track, he might be a Hall of Famer. But he wasn't on the ballot. These guys were. These three guys have made it in. We'll start with just who who's in and your thoughts on Adrian Beltre. I mean, listen, he has the career numbers. I mean, he's the, uh, you know, again, it's like the term game manager in, uh, in, in uh, quarterback oh, parlance. Yeah. He's the compiler. Um, hmm. he, and his numbers are, they are outstanding. Was he ever the best third baseman in baseball? Or among, I was trying to say among, not the best, sorry. Among the best, maybe for a two or three year period, he was among the core few guys in the early 2010s. Um, But again, I mean, his numbers, listen, they stand on their own, right? The guy has 3,000 hits. He has 400 and something home runs, right? I'm trying to look at his stats here. 477 home runs, 1,700 RBIs. And again, you know, his last two years, he was a little a little light. But, I mean, at 37, he had 32 home runs, batted 300, and drove in 104 runs. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I was surprised you questioned him. I was going to say, he's 
it's not it was the longevity of him being not necessarily the best third baseman in the league but a definite top five third baseman for a good at least decade stretch yeah because you because you also add in the glove well uh, yeah absolutely i mean he was a tremendous fielder and that's sort of the thing I, i sadly feel like doesn't doesn't seem to take resonance with with the the newer the 21st century baseball fan doesn't seem to account willingly take into account how important it is to have a good fielding third baseman you know what i mean to not have right. to worry about that hard ground ball that's that suddenly is not a double down the line you know it's it's they don't seem to ex- expect that as much as i seem to i was going to say how important is the third baseman with a glove at, for you Oh, tr- oh, I mean, that's what you want at third base. You want some pop and a guy who can pick it, right? You want Michael Jack Schmidt, who had about 212 in his career, but he could pick it and he could blast it at the plate. You said, well, you said, Beltre had 3,000 hits. 3,000 hits is, is, the, is the number you're usually in, right? There's very few, unless they've got some sort of something with 3,000 hits who isn't who aren't in the Hall of Fame now. 3,000 hits is still a lot. Of, I think it's still only like 33 people in the history of baseball, 3,000 hits. Yes. So so that's the number. But is 400, well, because the, the, next, the, the next person in is Todd Helton. Helton is a whole separate story. He's got over 400 home runs. He didn't reach 500. So is... Is 450 is not now the new sort of home run number? Or are we still going to wait for 500? Because you're, you know, you're looking up health. And I, I know he's got, all, and we can go the next, the transition from one to the next is about the home runs. Yeah, he, let's see his numbers. Sorry, I was looking up something else. That's fine. Talking about Beltray. Um, what are his numbers? Again, like he had a four or five year period where he was among the premier power hitters in the game. Yeah. Um, Home runs. No, he's only got 369. So his career numbers maybe aren't as great. But again, he had a stretch there where he goes 25, 35, 42, 49, 30, 33, 32 home runs. It's not and the home runs. RBIs with Helton. It's not the home runs with Helton. It's the fact that he's a three, what? What's his, uh, his career has got to be 317. Well, I was just going to say about Beltre. And not to go back, but mm. the one number you could get on Beltre a little bit, and not get on, but he, he was only he only slugged eight nineteen for a guy with four hundred seventy seven home runs, right? Yeah, I mean not slugged. I'm sorry, OPS, right? Okay. Todd yeah. Helton's OPS is nine fifty three. Okay, and the hundred and fifty points higher, like which leads to the question about Helton: how much he's going to be the first one? He stayed in Colorado the entire time. He's going to be the first. True Colorado Rocky, from them creating that franchise to him being able to go in the Hall of Fame, a Rocky through and through the entire month. How much is it we needed to get a true Colorado Rocky into the Hall of Fame, despite the fact his numbers are going to be elevated because he played at a higher elevation for half his career, and his you know his home and road splits are you know they're not as drastic, but they're not they're still home and road splits, you know. How much of that, how much do you think, I mean, he's in, he's in, so it makes no difference, but <laughs> what, are you, what are your thoughts on on the fact that he that he played at Coors Field? I don't know, I'm not a physicist. <laughs> I'm just a baseball fan. <laughs> Again, I mean, Walker's in too, and he played the brunt of his career in Colorado. Yeah, but he's, yeah. 
He was an expert. I mean, he, you know, he played his first six years in Montreal, but then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten seasons yeah. in Colorado. And that's yeah. where he oh, he's oh, he's a, he's a Rocky, but but I remember Larry Walker, the expo. That's you know, right. I'm, I'm old. I'm old. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. You are. No, I mean, listen, I, there are advantages everywhere, right? I mean, you know, how many Yankees, left-handed Yankee hitters have gotten to hit on a short porch, and how many, you know. You look at numbers for like doubles and triples of guys that played in those cavernous ball yards back in the day. And again, we could go on and on. And I know we're going to get to it. We'll mention the we'll probably mention the S word at some point. But again, the the people that didn't play against black guys and the people that didn't play against middle relievers and people that took greenies and people. Mm. That, so there's advantages, disadvantages in every era, in every ballpark. You just compare them against their contemporaries. Yeah, I'm, hey, I'm I'm more surprised that no, Beltre, who's the it was was it Helton wasn't the first timer in was he? Mauer was yeah. the first time in in. I don't think any Mauer was Mauer was yeah yeah I was gonna say I can't remember either it might have been two out of the three were first time because it couldn't have been Todd Helton Todd Helton couldn't have been a first time in no He's, okay. Beltre as a first time ballot kind of makes a little sense just because of the numbers, like you said, and, and the gold gloves and everything. But we we just mentioned Maurer, who just snuck in at 76, 76.1%. Billy Wagner ends up five votes short. He's out. Maurer's in. Maurer is, is he a Hall of Famer to you? I seem to be on an island here without a doubt. Without a doubt. Okay. Yeah, that's all you gotta say because yeah, i you look at I'm his not... first you look at his first 10 years. He played yeah. catcher. Yeah, yeah. People catcher. Now, the one thing with his numbers is he was not a premier power guy for a catcher. Like he didn't. You know, he didn't have a huge number of home runs. He didn't have a had, slugging percentage. He had three batting titles. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, and his three batting titles were 347, 328, yeah. 360. He didn't win a, a 290. What, what, what did Yaz win it that year? 302 or 298 yeah. in 67? Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, I was say, you're back in 67 then you're you're dealing with a whole different era so, but again like thing about so baseball, his, yeah. his slug right his slug but let's go through let me do one two three four five what? six seven eight nine ten his first 10 seasons right mm -hmm. one two three four five six of them he's over 400 on base percentage aren't we in the billy bean era money ball on base <laughs> that's six seasons over 400 yeah, and and and, it, it, and I'm certain there was years he was batting over 300, and this is all coming from your catcher. From your, your from it, your wait from your gold glove catcher. Yeah, I was gonna say that was the other part of it was once again he's your gold glove catcher, and that's at a time when uh, Ivan Pud Rodriguez is still playing. So some of those awards were likely going in that. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's not a it wasn't a dry time for catchers at that point. But either way, he's still a gold glove catcher. He's a gold glove caliber in other years. So he's a good catcher. It's just a short you I just I was I'm not shocked he's a gold he's a Hall of Famer. I just am more than anything surprised that he got in on the first ballot. 
I didn't think he was necessarily a first ballot Hall of Famer, only because you get the back end of it where he's no longer a catcher, where he's because of injuries, because of the wear and tear of being a catcher. He's now a DH and a first baseman, and he's not the same. I thought that would hamper him enough to not let him be a first ballot. But you know, he's he's a Hall of Famer. If that if that's if that's not clear, right? <laughs> um, you know, again, I think, and again, I know this is the thing you can't. You always try to find comparisons and circumstances. Listen, I know Roy Campanella got you know paralyzed in a car accident. But, I mean, Roy Campanella played 10 years in Major League Baseball, right? And you look at Joe Maurer's first 10 years, and it's very comparable, you know, batting-wise. Yeah. I mean, Maurer, 323 batting average, 872 OPS. Campy, 276 batting average, 860 OPS. Right. You know, both, both you know, high-level defensive catchers. You know, Campanella won three MVP awards. He played on some great teams in Brooklyn. But I can't believe how many people don't think Mauer belongs in ever. Like, oh, yeah, that's, I don't, once again, the, the, the offensification, the video game, really the video game aspect of sports means you don't think about defense. So you don't think about having to have a good defensive third base and you don't think about the wear and tear of being a catcher. And, right. and having all that equipment and then having to go hit. It's like that doesn't come into account. And catcher is the ultimate intangible position, too, when you're talking yeah. about team. It was uh, Kirk Chin or Stark or one of them a couple of years ago when Maurer might have still been playing or maybe just Maurer was doing like his yearly Hall of Fame, like kind of current major league players who were probably in. And, you know, the catchers, he said, Maurer, Yachty and Buster Posey are all Hall of Famers. Like yeah. they are, yeah, yeah. Like Buster Posey, Buster Posey has almost no numbers that would make him a Hall of Famer, but Buster Posey's a Hall of Famer. Well, Buster Posey, the the numbers he has is is it three World Series, yeah, three time World it, Series. Oh, he does have five Silver Sluggers. Okay, an MVP. And I was going to say, I thought he was the MVP in a couple of those. No, he World was an series. MVP one time. Yeah, I remember yeah. he was an MVP. So it's that's why he gets Buster's gets in because because he was a top catcher for that section. And oh yeah, he's got these three rings that are holding right. down his hand. So right. yeah. and he only played 12 years. So he's going to go in to the hall of fame with only 1500 yeah. hits, 158 home runs, 700 RBIs. But once again, Buster Posey's a hall of fame. He only played that short of a time and he's got three rings and he was, and he was one of the top catchers. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying though, but there's not, there's not many catchers that are on that list and it doesn't, they don't come as they don't come along as much, you know, because yeah. it's not a position where there's a longevity and star quality to it. You know, it's like Paul LaDuca played for over a decade in the major leagues. He's not going to the Hall of Fame. Right. <laughs> it's just not going, you know. So yeah. All right. So that's who's in. So Wagner, like I mentioned, five votes short. I he pitched for the Mets. He's pitched for a bunch of different teams. Is he? Am I? Am I viewing him wrongly because he's a close? Is because he's a closer? Because he's a reliever? But or or you like me? Where it's like I don't know if Billy Wagner is really a Hall of Famer, but yeah, Billy Wagner. Uh, to compare him to a starter, you know, of my team, who you overrate when it's your team a little bit. He's Andy Pettit. He was a really really good pitcher. 
He was. Yeah. He was really good. You want him yeah. on your team. You want him closing games, but he's not a Hall of Famer. But but the and again, we, thing is when we have these debates, though, it's like he's not a Hall of Famer. That doesn't mean he was wasn't a really really good baseball player for a really long yes. time. <laughs> That's a fair point because he's. He wouldn't be talking about him if he wasn't really, really good for a really long right, time. Right, we're not talking and about not... Cecilio Guante. <laughs> but he did have that great season that one time, but <laughs> I don't know if it was a Hall of Fame season. The guy I don't, think, just Ce I don't think Cecilio Guante ever had a good season. <laughs> Sheffield had a lot of good seasons. He's off the ballot, which is easily leads to into the steroids, right? Because that's the only reason why Sheffield's not in the halls, because he's yeah. believed to have taken Absolutely. steroids, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So so we'll get back to that. Um Carlos Beltran, 57%, Beltran, sorry, 57%. He's on the way up. The the thought is next year when there isn't as many names, you know, as Sheffield's now off the ballot and there isn't anybody new coming in that's gonna take votes away, whatever that he should be in next year. So my question to you is, he goes in, whose hat does he wear? That's a great question. Just just to mention Carlos Beltran, like, is Carlos Beltran any less of a player than Adrian Beltre? Uh, Carlos has got an MVP, right? Or no? No, but was it, you know, nine-time All-Star? You know, he's got 2,700 hits. Yeah. What does he have home? He's at 435 home runs, 1,500 RBIs, close to yeah, about, you know was, what I mean? Like He was a gold glove, he was a gold glove center fielder, though. That's gold the glove other center fielder. Yeah. Listen, a guy you wanted up, you wanted Carlos yeah. up in big spots. You did. Yeah. yeah. I th you're talking to the wrong person. I, I, there's no, there's very few people that even foul off, yet alone hit the curveball that went right through that night yeah. in a 3 2 uh, spot. In the seventh, right. you know, it's like, come on, that did you have you seen? Have you anybody watched that? If you watch the highlight, that pitch is disturbing because it starts and then drops. It's like, yeah, no, no. Anyway. Can I say he goes in? He should go in as a Yankee for one reason that you probably don't even know about. <laughs> because you guys were the first to bring him up in like the into your uh, office and make him like a manager or something or what? Well, that. But when he when he um. When he was with the Yankees, and the Yankees have this one big banquet every year, he suggested, but this is while he was a player, this is what I love about Carlos Beltran, not just he did it for the Yankees, but he suggested that the players who have either in the Hall of Fame or have their number retired by the Yankees have a special blazer that they wear at this big Yankee gala every year to recognize them as like the outstanding people uh, of amongst the these rooms. Yeah. yeah. Which I always thought was really cool. I mean, listen, seven years with the Royals, seven years with the Mets. Yeah. He can put a Mets cap on. That's fine. I mean, they they went out and signed him to be their big player, and, and he played well. There's, well. And helped them to some really good seasons. There's very few people you know, who are all-star teams in his seven years. Well, we've blazed on about this. And I've got my five-minute warning, so um I, so you don't you don't want him in as a man no i i i don't i'm I, it was more of a general question because i i don't personally i don't care which way he goes in if you know if he goes in I, it, I think yeah, he deserves I mean, to go in but you know 
there are too many people, like I said, there are too many people who remember him for that, for, for watching that curve, as opposed to the, the many times he was patrolling center field and making amazing catches, or I don't know, hitting 270 and, and all the home runs, all, you know, he was amazing, absolutely amazing in a Met uniform, but I'm not going to argue if someone says he he's a, he was a better Royal. I'm not, yeah, I mean, I'm not yeah. going to, that, that's not a hill to stand on. It doesn't make any sense. You should still be um, more mad at Kenny Rogers. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean that. <laughs> I'm still more mad at Glavin. It makes no difference. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I teased all that to mention David Wright still is on the Hall of Fame ballot. Uh, I He's never likely to make it, nor should he. But, but he's your guy. He's, but he's good enough to be on the ballot, and he's one of the greatest Mets players. In fact, uh, he's the best homegrown Met talent ever, in my opinion. You can read more about that opinion in Jersey Sporting News. The best of all New Jersey sports from high school all to the pros wearing orange and blue at City Field. That's jerseysportingnews.com, and that's a transition. I only got a couple more minutes. <laughs> but... uh. Easy question. Super Bowl in a couple of couple of days. I can't wait for it to get here so it can be over. Oh. Who do you got and why? Kansas City and San Francisco. I hate to say this because I used to do it all the time with another guy. Um, and that other guy got beaten twice by my guys. But uh, Kansas City sells Patrick Mahomes, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Hello? Uh, let's see if I can squeeze in this close on a completely fictional trivia question. Uh, basically, Comedy Central list of the 100 greatest stand-up comedians of all time posted on IMDb about three years ago. It starts with Richard Pryor, George Carlin, and Lenny Bruce. That's a one, two, three. So that's there's some legitimacy. So here's a legit question about this, and I'm going to close with this. How many females do you think are in the top 20 on this list? Two. You want to try and name them? Joan and Phyllis. I can tell you you're wrong, but by hesitation, to let you know that you are. Um, Lucille Ball? Uh, I, I, I could, you know what? I'm going to close with you just guessing completely. <laughs> it's a great way to do it. You get the number right. Well, the number was two. So you got the number right. But uh, um, we could go on. But can you describe an argument as concluding at, it finishes, but no conclusions were made? Like, no conclusions were made here. Here's hoping you can clearly return to the terminal and get the answer to the question as to the two female comedians in the top 20 on this list, I'd like to thank my guest, THS superstar Chris de Blasio, and wish him a safe ride home. <laughs> Good evening. <laughs>